Hey everybody, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there's something that goes on when, in the back of somebody's head, it makes perfect sense to them to bring their pet into a store. Restaurants, department stores, pet store I could see. I was a little bit freaked out when I saw that PetSmart was like, you could bring your dog in. And then you began seeing the occasional service dog with the, the vest and everything, and they're well-behaved, and they sit there, and they lead their person, and but you saw them so rarely. Now you could take your dog with you if, oh, well, the sight of his ears being all perky and happy just seems to make me feel better. So now he's a service dog. He's not. You just want to take your dog with you, and we live in a permissible society that allows you to indulge it yourself at everybody else's expense. Now, the one thing I do find interesting is nobody ever takes their cats in. There's no service cats. You know why? Cats are evil. That's another podcast we're going to do at some point, is just how evil cats are. The ancient Egyptians thought that cats guarded the gates of hell. Long story was interesting. was the central point in The Mummy with Brandon Fraser, which, not a bad film, still don't understand why they made three of them, but there you are. Parents have a tendency to get little kids pets. Maybe this is where it all comes from. This is where we started at when we were little kids. Our parents got us pets that really we had no business having. I mean, we're not even talking the dad, it followed me home. Can I keep it? We're talking parents going into a pet store, buying a small animal that if they're being realistic with themselves and not lying through their entire view of the world, this animal is going to live a tortured existence. That's just the way it is. But that's how it is. That's kind of how the whole game is played. I had a number of parakeets when I was little. And this isn't me bragging, by the way. This is me confessing. This parakeet, one of my parakeets, died of dehydration. Why? I was too damn young to be responsible enough to to pour water in there. Now that's on me. Completely on me. I don't even remember his name, though. I also had several mice. Uh, The mice didn't survive well. Had a lot of luck with dogs, but then again, the dogs were kind of everybody in the house's pet. Nobody viewed my parakeet as theirs also. You know, it wasn't like, we have a parakeet. It's like, no, Will has a parakeet. And the thing is chirping all goddamn night. So, just an opinion, little kids shouldn't have pets. Which brings me to Sarah McLaughlin. I'm not sure why I've included her here. I'm just looking at my notes as to what I wanted to go over in the intro. And if you watch her commercials... They're the scariest things. They never come on during regular hours. They come in after hours. One in the morning. Maybe you've been drinking. You're vulnerable. You're alone. And here's this pitiful, sad dog on the TV shaking. It's like, why don't you stop filming this shit and go pet that dog? Perhaps take him out of the snowdrift that he's stuck in. Maybe give him a sandwich. And if you do see a chihuahua that has like inch thick chain around its neck to the point that the, you know, the back legs are coming off the ground because the neck weighs so much from the chain, maybe you help adjust that chain and take it off. But no, it makes for bad television. And they know they're not going to get any money out of you unless you feel guilty. So they would much rather make you cry, make you feel horrible and force you to send them money. And it's a ridiculous amount of money. I tried to throw them $10 once. It was almost like they don't want to hear that shit. They, would, they want a hell of a lot more. 
So it's like, are you sure? I there's I went online and I'm talking to the computer screen. I'm like, are you sure you don't want my money? And the computer screen's looking back at me going, no, we want more. And there was literally every time I tried to do the 10, because you can do a custom amount, won't take it. Keeps resetting me back to the one page. The second I did a suggested, I even, it, it, they want 25 a month minimum. So I put 25 in into the custom that kept every time I said 10, it would get halfway through, send me right back. I did 25, boom, went right through. But it also made me feel a little bit shaky about the whole thing. It was almost like finding out that, you know, Goodwill is being run by a, a drug cartel to the point that I didn't continue donating. And I might have. You know, this could have been an ongoing thing. I could have been like a little angel donator from now on. Nope, I walked away. But it's that kind of conflicting feeling that brings us with all this stuff considered to today's episode. It was dead when I found it, I swear. On today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, I'm the kiss of death for small animals. Not on purpose. I'm still responsible. I mean, if there were people, this would be considered manslaughter rather than murder. Now, I'm sitting in my favorite Starbucks, and the lady at the next table has a... a, It looks like a hamster in a cage. And it just... It took me back to one of the most oddly emotional roller coaster, like self-inflicted wounds that I ever did to myself. This is probably about 10 years ago. But I'm walking by a pet store, I see a sign on the window, decided to buy the pet du jour. And the sign was big and bold and it said, hamster with free cage. Now I did this without being told that hamsters are the disposable lighters of pets. Worse than little turtles. And I had a couple dozen of those as a kid. Now as the clerk is ringing it up at a shocking discount, he informs me that the cage can be returned for store credit within the first month after purchase. I never said a word. Now when I asked him if the hamster could be returned too, his face went blank and he he truly seemed confused about the concept of a hamster being returned. Now this should have been my red flag. The cage came with a five day supply of food. When I asked how much food I should buy for the hamster, I got the same confused stare. Why would you need more? Now that's another red flag. I have to plead momentary cerebral failure because I thought he was just a dumb clerk. As I left, the manager slipped a card into my box with a phone number on it. And it says it has the name of the pet store and it said, just in case there's any problems. And I left with my newfound friend, Willow. Willow the hamster. Name stolen from the movie of the same name. Now, the evening went well. Willow and I watched hockey, ate a light supper of uh, food pellets and pizza. I tried a food pellet. It sucked. Uh, He tried pizza, seemed to love it. But then again, who doesn't love pizza? Now, we shared, and he seemed to like the the, uh, pizza crust. I was, uh, you know, the food pellets kind of stayed with me. They have like a lingering flavor. When I went to bed, he was shoveling shredded paper around in the corner. When I woke up, he was dead. At least he looked dead. He was snout down in the water dish, and I certainly wasn't going to check him for a pulse, much less, you know, mouth to mouth. Now, I did poke him with a dull pencil, and since he didn't move, I pronounced him dead at the scene, 7.15 a.m. 
Just out of sheer confusion, I called the number on the card that the pet store manager gave me. The recording on the other end immediately told me how sorry the pet store was here of the death of my beloved pet and informed me that the pet store also handles beautiful interments and ceremonies for a discount. I tend to be more of a private person, so I held a brief ceremony in the backyard and buried him by the dead fern. Willow would have wanted it that way. In the end, I took the cage back and I got store credit. And with the credit certificate in hand, I did what I should have done in the first place. I left. Caring for pets is a lot like gardening. If you don't have the skill for it, leave it to those who do. My house was like a pet-themed Auschwitz. If this offends you, I totally apologize, but it, it's a funny line. As inappropriate as it is, it still kind of fits it, though. It's a known fact that small children are iffy pet owners, and while I'm an adult, I started off as a small child with pets. Really hyper kids, such as myself, off the charts ADD, are even lower on the totem pole of potential owners. Now, I set the bar when it came to overly hyper, out of control, shitty student, teachers hated me, and I'm fairly certain my little pets were not all that fond of my track record with their kind. Big dogs are really my genre of pet, much more durable. I once had a 100-pound half-wolf hybrid that lived to be about 17. Now, that's a long time for a good-sized dog, so that might be my redeeming point. One big animal versus a whole bunch of little ones. If it turns out that the Almighty scores it that way, I'm in there. And if not, I'm more or less an unintentional pet serial killer. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day.